Thank you, Jonathan, for that song. Seth, for the children's class. And the devotional, Dave. Uh, I have to marvel a little bit. The uh, children's lesson and the song are the theme of the message today. Always enjoy when God does those kind of things. So let us uh, take a moment and uh, maybe we could stand together and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I we come to you in Jesus' name. <clears throat> we come again seeking a blessing. We're thankful for the opportunity we have to gather this way and uh, open up the scriptures. We're thankful for the things that have been shared here already. We're thankful, Father, for freedom to gather this way. And uh, as we continue the service here, again, ask a blessing, Father, upon this part of the service. Ask a blessing upon the message and the few things Thoughts that I will endeavor to communicate here this morning. Again, Father, may your spirit be present. You who understand us, each of us, understand our needs, understand the things that would be beneficial for us to consider. Today again, we ask you, Father, to minister according to those needs that you understand so well. Bless each one present. Bless those who are not present with us today. Pray for uh, those who would wish to be here but are not able for various reasons, probably. Pray a blessing on them. Pray for the youth that are in the choir and the programs that they're giving today. Be with them in their travels and make them a blessing wherever they go, ministering in song and testimony, Father Uh, Keep them in your care. And again, Father, we just commit the remainder of this service to you. Bless us and keep us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Take thou my hand, O Father, and lead thou me. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 14. We'll begin reading in verse 20, 22, 22. yeah, we'll, we'll pick up in verse 22. <clears throat> I'm not in James, in the book of James this morning, um, Today, we'll we'll look in the scriptures here in Matthew uh, 14, verse 22 to 33. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. 
And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. So as we think about... uh, uh, the children's lesson on fear and uh, this uh, song, Take Thou My Hand, O Father, it fits quite well with the scripture we just read. Uh, Peter uh, became fearful in his situation, reached out his hand and uh, or cried out to, to Jesus and, and Jesus reached out his hand and helped him. So, uh, you know... Um, yeah, we obviously God has uh, has something He wants to uh, speak to us about today. I'd like to uh, I've titled the message "Walking on the Water with Jesus." Walking on the water with Jesus. You know, um, as we think about this this account here uh, of Peter and. Uh, Jesus coming on the water, and Peter and the disciples being in the ship. Peter, you know, asking the Lord, if if it's you, uh, bid me come to you. And Jesus said, come. I like to uh, look at this account and uh, kind of parallel it to life. And draw some some, uh, points to consider from it. In this in this uh, situation, I'm going to uh, parallel the sea as life. You know, a turbulent sea uh, that we have here. Uh, the sea it tells us that the this, the ship was in the midst of the sea and it was tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. You know, life is a little that way. Jesus. Uh, told us in John 16:33, he says in the latter part of the verse, "In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer; I have overcome the world." You know, life is uh, uh, the 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 saying that we sometimes hear. They lived happily ever after. Is not a uh, a, real, a real description of life, is it? Um, in fact, far from it. 
uh, most of us who are of any any age of accountability or beyond childhood have learned that that life uh, is a bit like the sea here. Uh, It's Sometimes it's this way and sometimes it's that way. Um, tossed with the waves, life is a turbulent, can be a very turbulent place. In fact, you know, you, uh, we think of it in our context and it's a reality where we are. It's a reality to us. But then we think of it in the context of what Mary describes to us from their world and their environment and it's a whole different context and a, and in a, many ways, a much more uh, severe uh, reality of uh, that life is a sea that uh, is turbulent and uncertain and difficult and, uh, yeah, very unsure. That's reality. That's uh, That's life. <clears throat> So what is the ship in this uh, account, in the, in the way we're looking at the scripture this morning? What is the ship? You know, if you're making a journey across a vast body of water, probably the most comfortable vessel to be in on the water is going to be a ship. You know, a little canoe or a little rubber raft or, or something like that. Uh, or uh, even, uh, yeah, if you're going to be on a vast body of water, the most comfortable place is going to be a ship. And you know, in life, um, we all have our ship. You know, it's the place where we're comfortable. It's it's life on um, the turbulent waters of life. We all we're all in. A, may I say we're all in a ship? It's it's it's. Kind of the life that we have etched out uh, for 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 you as children, your parents have etched out. It's the it's the community you live in. It's the 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 uh, the day to day normalities of life, um, the day to day normal events, the predictables. Uh, life is life is. Uh, it's the things that we're familiar with. It's the things we're comfortable with. It's the routines. We understand what to expect for the most part. Uh, and, uh, and that's, that's the ship. That's where, that's where we enjoy life. And again, I say for the most part, you know, life wherever we are has its, has its bumps and its jolts, but it's, I think we all, I think we all uh, can kind of visualize it. You know, it's it's uh, is life as we know it, and life as we have experienced it, and we're comfortable with it. Uh, why is it that uh, if a, a person from the city goes out to the country, they can't sleep at night because it's so quiet, and when the person from the country goes to the city, they can't sleep at night because it's too noisy. It's simply because it's the environment that we have lived in and it's the comfortable environment. It's the environment we have adjusted to. It's the environment that is normal to us and uh, and that's life. 
and that's uh, that. I like to uh, for us to 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 uh, as we look at this scripture to to simply parallel that with the ship. You know, it's it's a place where we're comfortable. Obviously, uh, the disciples, even though the ship was. Uh, you know, it wasn't really going where it was supposed to be going, and they were kind of uh, not making progress. Uh, anything outside of the ship would have been very, very uncomfortable, very, very uh, uh, out of their uh, normal uh, zone of comfort. And you know, in life, there are many things in a life of faith in Jesus Christ that should be predictable, you know, like I was kind of illustrating here. It should be uh, a life of faith, a life of obedience to Christ. There should be many uh, predictable realities, uh, routines, uh, ways of responding to life, ways of handling life, uh, ways of responding to crises in life. Our children, as they grew up around us, uh, they should see a predictableness. There should be a rest in their hearts because of that predictableness, because of uh, just that's the way life is. Uh, you know, on Sunday morning, we get up and we, we uh, go to a house of worship. We go to, uh, to meet with other believers. Uh, uh, on, you know, on Monday morning, uh, Dad works, you know, it's, it's things about life that are normal and predictable, and they should be. Um, when there's a, a problem develops, there's a, there's an effort made to uh, resolve the problem without uh, uh, dad blowing his top or, or mom uh, lashing out at the children. That Those things should be among the predictables in our lives. So I'm just wanting to, to highlight the fact that I'm not... Uh, as we move on through, I'm not uh, uh, undermining those predictables, that they should actually be there. However, uh, there are those times when God calls us out of the predictable, out of the comfortable, out of the ship, and invites us to walk on the water. And we like to take a little bit of time and consider uh, that a little bit here today. Uh, I'm not going to exhaust the subject because uh, there are, you know, your mind could probably, after I'm finished with a few points, your mind could probably go to a dozen more. And that's good. Uh, you're welcome to do that. So how does Jesus call us out of the ship? In uh, this... Uh, Particular situation, uh, Peter, first of all, uh, Peter, Jesus didn't just say, okay, Peter, come. You know, Peter, first of all, looked at the situation and said, well, if it's you, uh, bid me come to you. And uh, I'd like to consider that a bit. How does Jesus cause out of the ship? Romans Romans 10 verse 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And then another scripture to consider, it says in Joel chapter 2 verse 28, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. And there, in those scriptures, 
faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, just uh, kind of showing us how the, the word of God, as we study it, as we read it, as we as we uh, uh, see the heart of God in the scriptures, it works in our hearts and it's and it and it uh, uh, it. Puts on our hearts the things that we start to sense in the scriptures, the things that are close to God's heart, and God begins to impress them on our hearts. And uh, and we might begin, like uh, Joel here uh, says, that uh, we might begin to dream dreams and have visions. You know, visions of of uh, kingdom uh, perspectives. Uh, just think of I can think of uh, of uh, Various points along the way of people that had a vision. I remember uh, when several youth approached me years ago at Harmony and had had a vision to reach out in the city of Pottsville. Uh, that was begun by several youth uh, having a desire to to reach out somewhere somehow. And I'm not. I don't remember at all how Pottsville came into focus. I I, I don't remember. But I remember, I can still remember several youth approaching me about that and wondering. And, uh, you know, I, I remember hearing, uh, I remember, I remember, uh, our brother Tim Sizett and, and coming with visions for Tanzania. I remember sitting and hearing some of Mary's visions for what, what God was putting on our, her, her heart. And, and those are some of the kind of things that, uh, sometimes happened in life when we read the word of God and we get in tune with God's heart and we we begin to sense God's burden for the world and for the humanity and we and our our heart engages to somehow become a part of that and that that uh, and while I I use a few illustrations of those who are uh, who perhaps have been uh, uh, Mostly in the front lines of things, the 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 uh, that's not uh, that does not that is not all inclusive at all, because uh, you can be sitting right here Sunday by Sunday, and and God can be working things in your heart and visions in your heart uh, for the needs of of humanity and the world, and you can engage, and I might have never even heard about it. Might never hear about it, but it's just as uh, useful and just as important to God as the person that we do hear about and we do know about, and uh, and so on. But uh, just the idea of uh, how does Jesus call us out of the ship? It's it's first of all that awareness, uh, making us aware of, we might say, His heart, His heart for for a people, His heart for. The needs of the world, his heart for uh, 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 ministering to humanity, and so the, many times that comes through the Word of God, and 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 of course other ways as well, other ways of being aware of possibilities. And of course, then as we become aware of possibilities, we become aware of opportunities, we become aware of needs, and God begins to work it in our heart to try to do something about it, then comes, of course, that 
that moment when we realize that God is, uh, you know, we might say, uh, uh, was it Isaiah? Trying to remember now. Uh, he said, Lord, send me. Was that Isaiah or was that someone else? But anyhow, we might come to the place where, uh, where uh, we sense this need and we suddenly realize that God is saying, come. We sense this need to step out of our comfort zone, out of that comfortable place, out of the ship perhaps of of where life has been comfortable, where our routines have been predictable, where, uh, yeah, everything was fairly predictable and God is inviting us to step out of the ship onto the water and begin to reach out, to minister, to engage into something that is new to us, new and different, new and uncharted for us. And it can feel a bit like stepping into the into the water, uh, but God does do that. And uh, I'm going to suggest that uh, stepping out of our uh, out of the ship is not just for a few; it's probably for us all, in some measure, uh, at different points along the way. You know, and those are situations where. Uh, as it's described, as, as we've described so far, it's, it's situations that are voluntary on our part. You know, an opportunity, something is put before our hearts. We sense the Spirit of God uh, working in us. We look at it and we choose to, to engage. We choose to step out of our comfort zone. We choose to step out into the water and trust God in this uh, particular vision and burden that he's put on our heart. And we choose to engage, uh, and it's a voluntary matter. Uh, toward the end of the message, you will consider a few things that we may need to walk on the water that perhaps we just didn't have a choice. You know, life does bring those kind of things as well. But we're talking about things uh, currently on how Jesus calls us out of the ship. like to just focus a little bit on ministry uh, as we think about it. You know, the, uh, there should be, I trust there is, some something in all of us that has a desire uh, to somehow, in some way, reach out into the life of those who are less fortunate. Uh, and I guess we'd say particularly in the uh, thinking of spiritual, but obviously also natural. There, uh, uh, there's a uh, scripture in Matthew 25. It's familiar. And we'd like to look at it just a moment. Gives some uh, things to consider. Matthew 25, 34. Then, the, then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was an hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, 
and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer and answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? And when saw we thee in sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Uh, and then also in, in James 1.27, we have this, these words, Pure religion and undefiled before the God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. <clears throat> and uh, I read that specifically to highlight on the part of visiting the fathers and the widows in their affliction. The idea of uh, uh, reaching out and ministering uh, Again, we all live in a world. We all live in a uh, in an environment. We all have people that we people's lives that we touch on some level, and uh, and to be able to uh, consider where the Lord might want to call us out of the ship, out of our comfort zone, out of the normality of life, and reach into the life of another and to minister in whatever particular need there is at that moment. Uh, whether it's a need of food or whether it's a, a, it's a sickness or whether it's a, a fatherless, a, an orphan, or whether it's a widow, widower or, or whatever it is, uh, the different things that the scripture reminds us of, uh, to take, uh, to take, to, to, to take the opportunity to uh, allow God to call us out of our comfort zone, out of the ship, and to to to, to step out and and reach out and minister. Uh, you know, many times we probably feel like, uh, what do I have to give? Uh, I I don't know how to meet that person's need. You know, perhaps we we could think of uh, a widower, for example, uh, believe or an orphan or you know, we we tend to feel like, well, I, you know, I've not been in their shoes. I've not experienced what they've experienced. What do I have to offer? Well, step out in the water with the Lord. He'll he'll help you. Uh, to minister, uh, whether it's material or spiritual uh, opportunities, and it should, could just simply be a next door neighbor, or it could be somebody we work with, or it could be someone. Uh, that we hear about and actually search out and reach out to um, many opportunities could be uh, in our town. Reaching out, taking us out of our comfort zone and reaching out with a heart that actually really does care. You know, it's, it's, um, it's easy to... In our world today, it's easy in, in the many needs of humanity, it's easy to just kind of uh, look at it and say, well, you know, there's a welfare system in place. The government takes care of the poor. Uh, they can sign up for welfare and, and all those kind of things. And it's easy to just put that in its spot and uh, kind of be go through life and not worry, not give any attention to the needs of the world. And uh, that's a little unfortunate 
because, uh, yeah, and to be able to to be in, uh, or let me say this, and therefore, because of that government system in place, we have to be a bit intentional. We have to uh, uh, we have to look past what the government might provide and look for ways that we can enter into the lives of those in need and and minister to them. And to be able to do it in such a way I, uh, that uh, doesn't undermine their uh, integrity or whatever. I'm not sure if that's a word, but, you know, um, to be able to not make the person feel like they're less than us because they didn't have what they needed and I did and I gave it to them. Uh, or... You know, in, in, in giving on the large, large scale of the world and, uh, organizations like Christian Aid and we reach into the world. I remember, <clears throat> I remember, uh, my first, uh, understanding of giving was if I, if you had it to give and someone desperately needed, you gave. And then somewhere along the way, as Christian Aid was developing an education on giving, I began to realize that not all giving is a blessing. And that was actually a shock for me when I first understood that, that not all giving is a blessing. It took me a little bit to come to grips with that, uh, that that is a reality. And you actually have to, you have to be wise in how you minister to the needs of people. And I don't, yeah, I don't have it, I don't have the answers to all of that, but I do know that, I do know that I remember the day when that reality dawned on me, uh, made aware of it. And at the same time, uh, we still need to give. And I also remember the day that uh, I was foolish enough to minister, give to a man who claimed he had a need twice in the same night until I woke up to realize that I was being taken advantage of. <laughs> so there's all sorts of uh, uh, things to consider in uh, giving. <clears throat> but nonetheless, we don't want to uh, excuse away uh, opportunities by the abuses that happened or, and so on. <clears throat> all right. All right. Also, um, just thinking in a little bit on a bigger picture of of, of uh, being called out of the ship, you know, we can think about uh, missions and church planting. I know we have not done it here at this point, but Harmony has done it where families have actually moved away to a distant area, and other churches I know do that quite a bit. Uh, church church house gets full. Uh, or there's an interest by a few families in another community. The the uh, the church calls a few families to move to that community to join those other few families and and uh, a church plant is done. That can be uh, stepping out of the ship, stepping out of our comfortable environment, stepping out of our home church environment and home and the families that we know. It can be stepping out of a job that we've had for various years. Uh, or an occupation. Thank you. 
And those are possibilities. <clears throat> it can be um, stepping from a world of where you have many friends around you to a world of of uh, considerable loneliness because you only have few friends that are close. Um, and that can be in, you know, church planning or missions or, you know, various opportunities like that. <clears throat> but again, seeing the opportunities, sensing God's leading in the opportunities, and then a willingness to step out of the ship, out of our comfort zone, out of our comfortable reality. And like it was for Peter, many times when we step into new um, opportunities on any given level, many times we're not too far into the opportunity till you sometimes begin to wonder if you made the right decision. You know, I, I think Peter was probably just about starting to wonder if he made the right decision in getting out of that boat. But as it always is, uh, when we when we walk with the Lord, uh, when we take on opportunities that He lay, brings upon our hearts, uh, and when we, you know, whatever those opportunities are, whether they're personal, whether they're uh, more of a congregational thing, where we uh, would choose to send a few families somewhere or something, when those kind of opportunities come, and we sense God leading, we can always trust uh, that God will also see us through and we don't have to fear we can but we can we can cry out to God like Peter did we might start to feel like we're sinking we might start to feel like the situation is out of out of hand not what we expected hey we can call on the Lord he'll uh, he'll help us he'll save us he'll he'll uh, give us uh, strength and courage <clears throat> Also, uh, another one to consider <coughs> that I thought about as I uh, uh, was meditating a bit for this, as I thought about what God might call us to, and again, like I said, you could probably make a list several times down that board of possibilities that God might call us to. One I thought to speak on just a little bit here today is simply the whole uh, subject of educating your children at home. You know, it's it's a subject that uh, can look overwhelming for someone who is evaluating it. Um, and I know we're in a stage where we have some of those who have are almost on the tail end and are, are uh, uh, what's the word there? Exiting the homeschooling scene, some are. And then there are those who are young parents here, and you are evaluating, no doubt, some of you, uh, how you will educate your children. <clears throat> and perhaps there's someone here that God is uh, placing it on your heart to consider home education, but it feels like stepping out of the ship. Stepping out of the ship into water, that is. And it feels uncertain. Uh, and you're, maybe you're trying to figure out if you have the courage to step out. 
You know, I'm going to say that home, homeschooling is not for everyone. It's not a one-size-fits-all. I'm going to be clear with that. However, if you're weighing the possibilities and you're, you're wondering if God is calling you out of the ship of your comfort zone into this ministry, I'd like to encourage you not to dismiss it without serious consideration. Because um, it's, it's one worth considering. Our homeschool days are basically history for our family. Uh, our last scholar is within a stone's throw of graduating. And I can say from our standpoint that we have no regrets. And to my knowledge, and uh, I'll let my children correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not aware that they have any regrets. I am not aware of any. So, just to give you a, a little boost of encouragement if you're considering it, we have no regrets. In fact, um, yeah, I'm very grateful that we had the opportunity and that we chose that route. Homeschooling efforts should engage both father and mother to some measure uh, because I think it's unrealistic to expect a mother to carry everything that a household demands and still do all the education. Uh, so you have to figure out how to navigate those things and and prioritize and figure out what you get help for and what you don't, such as cleaning and washing and clothing and all those kind of things. However, it doesn't go long until your oldest children can become a very useful part of that program. Um, I don't know what age it was, but our children did all their own washing. They are washing their own clothes, every one of them, for years. Uh, they had their day when they had to throw their wash in the washer and take care of it. Um, so, just giving you ideas how it can... how uh, how. Uh, can be uh, trying to make it, trying to help you not be too too uh, fearful of stepping out of the ship if that's what God is calling you to. You know, there's uh, and and that is one uh, that is a that is a real life. I would say that's a real life example of the many possibilities. Uh, you know, for someone else, it could be for a father, for example, it could be the whole idea of do I start my own business or don't I? Uh, and you pray about those things and you you weigh in on the possibilities and and you uh, and you sense God nudging you in a certain direction and you wonder and and it's like stepping out of the ship. It's like will you know end. Sometimes, like I said, when you get, when you step out of that ship, sometimes it's like Peter. You, you're not too far down the road, and you're suddenly, whoa, am I going to go under? <laughs> and we can cry out to God, and He He's there to help us. 
And reality is, and, and back to the homeschooling idea, reality is there will probably be times that you will cry out, Lord, save me, like Peter did. <laughs> that's reality. But that's okay, because that's where, that's where God does come in and help. He's there to reach out and uh, lift up your hands. I'd like to spend a few minutes here yet on situations that the Lord might put us where situations where the Lord might put us on the water that we didn't actually choose or have a choice in it. And I, of course, think of Job and the situations that came his way uh, that he, you know, life. I don't I think we all agree there's hardly a, a soul in the Bible that had such a turbulent experience that God allowed in his experience. And uh, through that, he still maintained his integrity. And those are things, you know, accidents, uh, sicknesses. It can be death. You know, things that we didn't plan for. Things that none of us ever hoped to experience, perhaps. I, I realize death is a part of life. I mean, but we know, you know what I mean. Uh, there's that thing of a death comes to a an elderly, worn-out soul in our lives, and we miss them, but we realize that they, their life was well spent. And, but then there's death in young ones and middle-aged ones, and you know, and those things are difficult. And it's, it's, you know, we're called to walk on water that we didn't really wish to walk on. We're called out of the ship, out of that comfortable zone, out of that comfortable life, where life was good and and uh, predictable and we were enjoying it and then suddenly something happens and just disrupts all that and that's reality sometimes or sickness um, you know it's it's part of life uh, we have no control we can't change it and it feels so uncertain and yet God is there God is there to to uh Help us along. <clears throat> Psalm 23, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And that sums up the, the idea of, uh, you know, in those difficulties, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and though it, it at times is difficult, we know that, uh, you know, all of us would like to be able to live uh, a healthy life until we're a good old age and then drop over dead one day. That's kind of what we'd like to happen, but it doesn't happen to us all. It doesn't always go that way. Some of us end up in the hospital, lay on a hospital bed for a while and and fight this and fight that. And 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 after a bit of, you know, some suffering and, and, and uncertainty and and then we might be called home, or you know, it just we know that we know the story. They're they're varied, but in all those things, God, uh, God is is uh, He's there. He is with us. He will help us. Uh, like Psalm twenty three four says, "I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff they comfort me." So can we get uh, can we get a bit of encouragement today from Peter? Stepping out of the water, stepping out on the water, walking on the water with Jesus. Um, you know, you probably 
I'm guessing your minds have gone to situations that I have not mentioned, and that is good because that that is that's reality. You know, all of our lives are made up of different realities, and and the Lord is calling us in different ways and different uh, uh, opportunities, and and uh, we're. No doubt we're at times uh, weighing in on those possibilities and considering and wondering and how should I do this, what should I do, should I or shouldn't I, and all those kind of things. Uh, may God uh, may God continue to uh, lead us in that and encourage us to, while the the uh, the normal, the predictable, the uh, yeah the day-to-day realities that are a blessing. Uh, may we allow God to move our hearts past that at times and to consider opportunities outside of the ship, outside of the comfortable, outside of the the normal, the routine. And uh, I think we'll, we'll find it a blessing. Let's just take a moment and we'll close with prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, again, we... Come thanking you. Thank you for again being with us and for each one present here. Ask your blessing on each one in the various places that we find ourselves in life's journey. Uh, guide us. Be with each one of us and, and help us to continue to be faithful to you, to your promptings, to your guidance, to your call, and to be willing to step out and to walk with you in, in places perhaps that uh, we feel very uh, insecure and uncertain. But grant us, Father, uh, faith and courage uh, like Peter when you call us to new things to actually be willing to go. So, Father, again, thank you for freedom to gather this way. We pray for our governments who rule over us. We ask your continued guidance in their lives and that you would continue to put in places of authority those that you have chosen who will uh, accomplish your will, and that we would uh, find it within our hearts to submit to that, and and uh, as long as in every way that does not interfere with uh, or does not uh, contradict our faith in Jesus Christ. And so, Father, continue to uh, allow your will to be done in earth even as it is done in heaven and we think of uh, Mary and the uh, uncertainties that are again happening there in her world in that part of the world and we do pray Lord you know the how war torn and how uh, devastated many lives have been from war and again Father we ask for your mercy upon those dear people and that you in your great providence and wisdom would uh, look over the situation. And and if and where necessary, Father, that you would perhaps put uh, a ring in the nose and guide uh, some of the violent uh, perpetrators away and uh, from the situation and and give a peaceful environment for the for the people. Lord, we know these things are on, all under your watchful eye and we just pray that your, your will would continue to be done. Uh,
care for your people, Father. Watch for the, out for those who love you. And may they, may they continue. May there be many more that come to Christ and may they continue to trust you in all, all things. So, Father, again, thank you. Thank you for this day. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat>